I won't. <laughs> you won't do what? Dude, let him read a tweet. Okay. Hold the tweet. <laughs> And now, brought to you by Olive Tree Bible Software. Read, study, anywhere. www.olivetree.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined here at Card Table Studios. <laughs> By my good friend Zachary Bartles. And Zach, we have the good fortune of being uh, together here in Lansing, here at Gut Check North, where this all started. So again, Gut Check historians, if you've been tracking uh, the progress of this company, if you're wearing a suit and, and suspenders and you're walking around your office with the financial pages, watching the, the stock ticker you know, swing by... On the LED display, and, and you see, uh, what, what, what would it be? What would our ticker thing be? I guess uh, GCK, maybe? GCK, gut check. Let's find out if that's something else. And if then you've we been... have to do a hostile takeover. Yeah, exactly. Take over their letters. Yeah. Um, it's great to do business. Or a passive-aggressive A passive-aggressive takeover, because as we talked about last night, and I think this is another thing we're going to talk about on the program, passive aggression has really become our, our MO as a company. And um, I want Zach, I want to talk about some of the things that we've accomplished with passive aggression. Right. All right. All right. Um, and this is going to dovetail nicely into into I, I think where we are with a with a sponsor who we really appreciate right now. Our current sponsor is Olive Tree Bible. Uh huh. Um, and some would say that we have a checkered past with Olive Tree Bible. Okay. Right. In that, I I uh, started an annoyance campaign yeah. against them, which is just you know like one tick lower than like a denial of service attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I made much of trying to hack their system yeah. and steal from them. And by hacking, you really mean just like you went to their website once in a while yeah. and poked around for a couple of minutes and didn't find what you wanted. No, I did find everything I wanted. But you did it with like empty canisters of takeout Chinese food and around All you. over, yeah. And it was dark. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I had thick glasses on. You had thick glasses on. And, and I was listening to like a, like a girl play the guitar and sing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was the '90s and you were hacking. I feel like we're nine like levels deep in like interrupting ourselves. <laughs> interrupting, and I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna be the continuity king okay. to make sure we address each one on the way back up. But I don't continue. even remember what we're talking about, but we were talking we were talking about olive tree and how all Zach all that passive aggression really resulted in olive tree showering us <laughs> with with stuff and with amazing free stuff. Not the first time. Not the first time. And so this is a this is a thing that we've been doing as a company. We've been passive aggressive with uh, with missional wear. That and hasn't gone anywhere yet. Let me be the first to say, missional wear. I still want my sweatshirt <laughs> and, with a with a gut check logo on it. And I'm just going to tell the listeners. Yeah, uh, we were consulted as expert consultants by missional wear on some product development, some new product development. And it was an ashtray. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was, but it's no. awesome. Don't go into the details of the ashtray. I'm not going to make d- them wait for the ashtray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to tell I'd like you. To, I, I want the ashtray, too. That's another thing I haven't gotten from I want my ashtray. I want my ashtray. I want to be able to walk into Murphy's in Empty Factory, Indiana, when I go back in time uh-huh. and be wearing a gut check sweatshirt and have people ask me about it. Like, feel- what's that company? <laughs> you know? And you're like, wait, just, just wait 25 just years. Just wait 25 years. And you could be one of the 19 people to purchase... <laughs> 
the gut check guide to publishing. Now, what's going on here is yeah. that we're talking really fast because we're now at several energy drinks in because we're doing a lot of back-to-back episodes. Yeah. And also, we're talking about things that, to us, were discussed like 10 minutes ago. Are very but commonplace. But to you, were yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot going on here, so stay with us. Zach, is there anything more you want to say about Olive Tree? I, because this was your baby. You really closed this deal. I did. I did. And you know what I want to do? I want to just show you a little something. Yeah. I've got an Olive Tree app on here I can bring up. Yeah. And you got I, a, you got a lot of different ways to view Olive Tree. So I've got Olive Tree software on this. <laughs> okay. Now I want you to really take take a couple minutes and explain what this is because oh I've already described the the Dan, Dana the AlphaSmart Dana wireless uh, yeah word keyboard, processor word processor. It's got Olive Tree old Olive Tree software on it. Okay. Uh, and and this is this is what someone saw from me mm-hmm. at Big B Coffee on mm-hmm. Cedar Street. Uh, a number of people walked by, but one person really kind of stopped and, and, and okay. kind of gawked at me. Uh, yeah. I was I was like the hacker from like National Treasure yes. who had like 19 different things going. Yeah. I bought these little, and I meant to bring them home from church today. They're on mm-hmm. my desk at church. These little black silicon molded stands. Okay. And I prop my phone up on one yeah. with the ESV study Bible on yeah. it. Yeah. I prop my uh, palm up on the other. Okay. And I generally... The tungsten, right? The palm yeah, tungsten. The tungsten, yeah. 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 And then <laughs> I, I also have olive tree on... The uh, Kindle Fire. Okay. And in this little case, I'll prop it up. Yeah. So I ha- And then I have my computer up. So you can the case, you just like tint that. So you yeah. make like an A-frame out of it uh-huh. and then you prop it up. So okay. I've got like a variety of things going around. And, and it so it's looks- like, the cock- like the cockpit of an F-16 in there, right? Exactly. You got screens all around. And I realize after like 13 seconds, mm-hmm. I don't need all of these at once. No. It, it's, right. it's actually not helpful. Any one of those things would have been fine, but, but now you're just distracting awesome. yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, but you need to. Yeah. I find that I need to, and that's what's great about Olive Tree is, uh, you know, not only that I feel like Riley the hacker, yeah, uh, but that you know I've I've bought the thing on my phone. I and I take some notes on my phone. I'm mm-hmm. reading it on my phone. I stop. And then I open it on my Kindle. Yeah. My notes are still there. It's in the exact same spot. It picks up where I left off. It's mm-hmm. got all of all of my documents are right there. It's mm-hmm. super convenient. Yeah. Uh, Cross platform. Uh, great, great product from Olive Tree. No, it's safe to say we're both loving Olive Tree Absolutely. in our different ways. I don't have as many devices lashed to things. <laughs> I'm a, I'm kind of a one device guy, but I'm I'm loving Olive Tree. You are in your own way. Loving it, you know, and uh, and we appreciate their sponsorship. And, and let me be clear in saying we'd like to be able to say the same thing about Missionalware. Yes, so that you just brought it up one more level. I did. Yep. Uh, of of self interruption. Mm-hmm. Missionalware. We want our sweatshirt. Missionalware. We we would like to ashtrays too. Yeah. Ashtrays and uh, all the other things that were that were discussed that we're waiting on, waiting in, in our boardroom with the with the conference waiting call a, phone a room where we're bored. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you want you want to you want to tell everybody how nice I am with the conference call the, the phone. Yeah, the phone that you gave me, the old phone. Now, baby, this is a celebration. For this me. is I've been waiting to hand this to you, and this was a huge moment. It was a wonderful moment because I walked into your office, uh, your home office, uh, here at Gut Check North, and I saw this beautiful. W- w- what year would you would you put that at? 70s vintage? I would say even 60s because there's no buttons and buttons in the late 70s. That's mid true. 70s became the thing. So maybe like early 70s. Early 70s, late 60s vintage, black, heavy, rotary, rotary phone. dial phone. It's beautiful. And I stopped and I looked at the phone and I said, that's a beautiful phone. You babe. said this is the same phone they had at Murphy's. This is the same phone they had at Murphy's, right? When I'm looking at the fish and the records, 
And it would ring, and she'd say, just a minute, and she'd take the call, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, and you said, that's for you. That's your phone. That's your phone. And you, it was a wonderful moment. It was a goosebumps walk away. It was a goosebumps walk away. I said, give me a minute. i, I got to leave the room. <laughs> Even Because I'm strong. Guy. I'm a strong man. I don't want you to see me getting emotional, right? <laughs> so, we, don't, we don't have that kind of relationship. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, so, so here's the thing. We're sitting, to bring it back up to the top level. Yeah. We're sitting at this uh, card table. Mm-hmm. And what you had said is if you're a long-time listener of this program, yeah. and what I think you were going to say is that you knew that you would know that we started here, yeah. and like Dave Ramsey talks about how he started his business on a card table in his living room. That's right. And then it became a Fortune 500 multi-billion dollar, dollar thing. We, however, started like at the dining room table in your dining room, yeah. and now, these six years later, here we yeah. are at a card, at a card table. table in my living room. <laughs> in your living room. So we're, you know, it's a different path. It's a different arc, yeah. Certain people like Dave Ramsey, certain people like us. <laughs> 19 people like us. <laughs> no, but seriously, we, uh, we love this program. We love bringing it to you, uh, to your living room, and to your hearts. To your card table. To your card table, wherever you are. Um, we enjoy doing this program and, and Zach, one of the things that we did in the early years of the program, way, way back, uh, when we first started doing this thing, man, um, we reviewed energy drinks on the air and it was fun. It was real. There was a certain off the cuff kind of quality to it. Um, and what we did, we went to a hipster grocery store. Um, we had a very nice lady who didn't know how to you know, separate the, the produce from the raw meats. But what she did know how to do well, she put all of her energy drinks nicely and she separated them out and she put them into two individual caddies so that yes. we would each have equivalent energy drinks. Yeah, and it, and it said, like, make your own six-pack on the side. Make your own six-pack. Yeah. So we each walked out with, like, a, a, a... I felt a bit like a child. A little caddy. Like a little yeah, caddy yeah. full of, like, little drinks. I felt like a child, too, but in a nice way. It yeah. made me feel like I was at Murphy's again. Giddy like a schoolboy. Giddy like a schoolboy. And we have to uh, we have an energy drink to review here, and I'm gonna get right into this, okay? So this is gonna be yet another energy drink. This is gonna be like my fifth for the day. Yeah. Sunday mornings I generally have, and I don't know if this is unhealthy or not, but I generally have both the five hour energy and the monster. Did you do a five hour this morning? I did. And I just did some coffee instead of the monster. But okay. then we had uh, Bob Marley, and we're yep. having this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what's the brand name? I don't know. Let, let's struggle through this together. I'm gonna say Guayaki. Guayaki. Guayaki Organic Brand. Okay, Yerba Mate. And I think we have different flavors, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do. We got different flavors to discuss. I have a sparkling grapefruit ginger. Mine is sparkling classic gold. Okay, you have the classic gold. I, I thought I would uh, I would live on the edge and, uh, and go with the grapefruit ginger. Now, I don't know much about this brand, Zach, but this seems like kind of a natural, you know, sort of a, a getting back to the earthiness of, of energy drinks. Um. <laughs> now this this can one one thing I'm noticing about this can is that it has a lot of copy on it. Um, would you like to to take us through this copy? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, reach deep into yerba mate. <laughs> you got three words into it before we begin laughing. Reach deep into yerba mate culture. <laughs> of course, that's a that's a culture that I've always wanted to reach deep into. It's, it's my favorite culture to redeem. To, actually. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, and you'll discover people have long gathered to imbibe mate to awaken the mind, perform extraordinary <laughs> feats, and to exchange confidences. Even Dude, so, so let me let me let me can I, can I hang there for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're awakening the mind. 
you're performing extraordinary feats. <laughs> and you know what you know what's happening in my mind's eye when I think of extraordinary feats? I don't know uh-huh. why I'm going here. But on ESPN they used to have this thing called World's Strongest Man where they were tossing like um like telephone poles. Oh, I remember that. And, yeah. and, and, and like dragging yeah. cars behind. I was like them. that. Yeah, they were harnessed. They were lashed to the cars. And <laughs> Maybe I was that's like, why the two. I liked it. Yeah, yeah I liked it, it too. Lashing. There was a lot of lashing. You, you were like more for the like the athletic aspect. Yeah. I was more like you were there for the la- good lashing. The technicalities of the lashing. <laughs> good technique. Yeah. yeah, good technique. So they're doing these extraordinary feats, but then it says <laughs> it says they're exchanging confidences, it's like whispering to. <laughs> Secrets to each other. <laughs> Those go together yeah. so well. Those three things. Like, you know what? I've always loved you. <laughs> in, in that way. <laughs> so, Like those kind of confidence. They like awake the mind. So they wake the mind. Then they, they immediately they, get up. And they throw like, a telephone pole. <laughs> and then they're like, listen, man. What if well, all of this? So, right. Sometimes if, I worry that we're actually someone else's dream. That's right. <laughs> or, or what if time travel were possible? Where would you go? <laughs> Pass me the yerba mate. Pass me the yerba mate, yeah. and I'll tell you. So they're so they're exchanging confidences. Zach, get back into the copy here. Uh, even y- <laughs> <laughs> even even Yari, the mythical goddess of mate, <laughs> decrees. You know she's my favorite mythical goddess. <laughs> yeah, she, really? Yeah, I, I see her as kind of a B list mythical yeah, goddess. Yeah, right. Even Yari, the the mythical goddess of Mate, decrees it the symbol of friendship. The mythical goddess of gross carbonated drinks. <laughs> We're always, or we've always believed there was a. M- <laughs> the, oh, you have dude. to read this, dude. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in where where my friend is faltering because <laughs> because two, we've two are better than one. Yeah. yeah, we've exchanged confidences. Okay, here we go. This is more uh, copy. We've always believed there there was a. <laughs> I don't know why it's so hard to say magical tree. There was a magical tree, maybe because of how stupid it is. I think that's why I'm stumbling over it. <laughs> We've always believed there was a magical tree in the rainforest with powers to unite and energize. Well, everyone believes that, right? Of course. Come to life with this high energy infusion brewed from the mighty <laughs> emerald green mate leaves. Guyake's... Again, I'm... I'm Guyake's mission... Is to steward and restore oh. 200,000 acres. Oh, okay, so back to the mission. Serious now. Yeah. 200,000 acres of rainforest and create over 1,000 living wage jobs. See, that's awesome. Yeah. But the stuff before it is nonsense, so it's the hard to The stuff before it is serious. ridiculous, is now, the thing. And, and, like, beneath you see that this is certified by, like, every crunchy organization. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. kosher, but it's also, you know, like... like and it's GMO, or- non-verified, uh-huh. you know, uh, fair for life... Yeah, organic, USDA, organic. And then it was this little B. Certified B. B. B with a circle around it, whatever that means. It's I, a certified B. I always look for the B. You know what I mean? But, Ted, you know, I was... Uh, As a consumer. I, I was... This this week, I was t- teaching a class about, you know, how the, the culture views spirituality. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, the fact that a lot of religions have a lot of things in common yeah. sometimes makes people think that you don't need to choose a religion, you know. Yeah. I don't need to be a Christian. I just kind of – I think every religion teaches the same thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll just kind of dig deeper. Some people will say, you know, every, every religion teaches don't mm-hmm. murder, you know, do unto others, be kind. Uh, but more and more I run into people who are like, you know, everybody believes that there's a magical tree in the rainforest that powers and unites and energizes. Yeah, I know. And I'll be like, yeah, well. I get that too. I see that where I am. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's crack this crap open. 
Baby, can I just say... I need more energy drink because I'm not talking fast enough. Can I just say about that? And I think we're shouting. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure we're shouting. You're going to have to take the levels down on all this. (laughs) What are you going to say? Say it. What I was going to say is I heard you you preach this morning. Uh Uh-huh. And you did a really amazing job. Oh, thanks, So, man. like, all, all kidding aside, I know we, we tend to, to lean toward the ironic and, and ha-ha on this program, but uh, but it was really cool to hear you're, you you're trying to You're trying to bring me up because there was all of, like, one people there. Oh, I'm not trying to bring you up because all the caffeine that we've imbibed today we're, we're is up. bringing you up. You're as up as you can be. <laughs> if you were any further up, you'd be, like, dead in a mountain of cocaine. If I were any further up, I would be raptured with t- Ted Strongbow. That's you right. Know, you'd I, be floating out of Dynex Lifeway Stadium. Why are we still flying? All right, let's crack right. these open. It's the sound of Guiaki Herba Mate. Talk about oh, the, oh. oh! Talk about the nose on yours. Okay, stay with me. I'm not drinking this. Well, I guess I have to, but this smells like the urine of Satan. <laughs> this, <laughs> this smells like the urine of Yuri, the goddess of mate. Yeah. Yari, sorry. Sorry, no, yeah, you, I don't Yuri, want to invoke yeah, the wrath yeah. of Yari. Right, exactly. Yuri is the drummer of MXPX. Okay. This smells so bad. You tell me what this smells like, buddy. Can you, can you, yeah, I will. I'm gonna, this is me getting the nose of Zach's, yeah. <laughs> Yours smells worse than me. Yours smells a lot better. You yeah. know what mine smells like? Huh. Did you ever go to like a, like a sporting goods store when you were a kid? And the, the fragrances were like... The rubber that they made, like, the yeah. basketballs out of. Yeah. Mixed with, like... They always had that little canister of, like, sports chewing gum. Okay, yeah. It smells like... The Gatorade-flavored. Gatorade-flavored, like, yeah. like quench yeah, yeah. gum. Uh-huh. And, like, new basketball. It's rubber a good basketball. Smell. Yeah, that's a good basketball. Smell. Yeah, it's a good smell. That, that's almost in the same family of energy drink with the uh, the one that, that was, like, new tennis shoes. Like, in, like, new the tennis Air Force shoes. Ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, however, smells like... Yeah, can I smell? Uh, this is, I, it smells like a chemical that would be used for like. Um, this smells like like pledge, but not in a good way. Yeah, like lemon pledge could be a good drink smell. But this smells like the kind of thing like if you go to a like a Home Depot and you rent a floor cleaner, like a big yes, machine, industrial floor cleaner. You have to like fold down the seats in your car just to get it in, uh-huh, and it and spins and it and spins around and things. And when it, comes it heats in, up, it smells like that. Yeah. after you, yeah. it smells like this when it heats up. When it, it's it's like metal components heating up. Ted, I'm going to get uh, four glasses because okay. we're both trying both of these. Okay. This is the sound of me. Yeah, going to get four glasses. It would have been funnier if I would have gotten, like, wine glasses, but I yeah, didn't. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, dude, ice in the tumblers. Remember that? Yeah, ice in the that tumblers. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and this is the sound of ice being dropped into some tumblers. That's right. Because we're going to enjoy this yerba mate the way that Yari, goddess of the forest, intended. <laughs> mythical goddess. What a, you know what, what? What use is a mythical goddess? And how can a mythical goddess intend anything? I know. Hold on, this might be the broads yeah. having found a movie. Nope. Beaches, the mummy, point break, sleeping with the enemy. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Twilight or ghost? What's ghost? Patrick Swayze. Dude, point break. Point break. Point break. Point tell, break tell is point a turret. Okay. That's a great, like, classic turd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sucks, but it's actually kind of fun to watch. They just remade that. It's yeah. got Gary Busey in it. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so we've got tumblers, got tumblers of, ice. of ice. Let's start with this one because we're going to want to quench... We're going to want to cleanse the palate. Cleanse the palate with, the palate with yeah. that, yeah. So here's some 
sparkling. Oops. Oops. You're, you're pouring it exactly between the two. <laughs> Let me just. <laughs> you can take care of that now. Yeah. Let me just uh, observe that classic sparkling gold. Yeah. Sounds like, looks like, and frankly smells a bit like urine. Oh man, that, that's enough. That's 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 way too much. Oh my gosh. Oh, the smell. You know yeah. what it is? The smell Wait, is no, the, is it just occurred to me. Part. Yeah, yeah. It smells like really, really strong ginger. Okay. So like when you get ginger ale and it's like a hipster ginger ale yeah. that was bottled down the road in yeah. a tourist town and, and you and you drink it and it's not sweet at all. It's just really heavy right, on the right, ginger. Right. And I'm going to look in the, the ingredients here. Yeah, I do. Uh, sparkling filtered water, cane sugar, organic yerba mate extract. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I'm, what I'm tasting. Agave um, nectar? Does yours have agave nectar? No. Oh, no, no. This is it, dude. What? I'm reminded of a time that I was horrendously uh, constipated. Okay. And I was made to drink a whole bunch of prune juice. Mm, yes. It that's has a that's prune the juice. smell. Yeah, yeah. The organic prune juice concentrate. There it is. That's what we're, that's what we're dealing with. So you yeah. and I are going to have to stop like recording here yeah, momentarily. Yeah. Take and, a little break. Oh, my gosh, that's oh, so awful. That's really bad. Oh. That's really, really bad. Oh, my gosh, dude, that's the worst. Oh. This, it, it, it's fizzed when we poured it in, but there's no fizz to it. No, it's going flat in, the, it in went the, flat the one and, minute. Yeah. And it really tastes like straight prune juice, mm-hmm. which is one of my least favorite things. Yeah, I knew there pleasant, was something familiar it? to it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's awful. And mm-hmm. we wasted gut check money. Dude, this was like... One third of the sales of the Gut Check Guide to Publishing went into these two cans. Baby, you have to spend money to make money. Okay, it was show prep. All right. All right. I, I suggest we move on. Okay. Well, let's move on to um, Guiaki Yerba Mate Sparkling Grapefruit Ginger. Okay. This one has a much more pleasant nose, and I'm going to pour us a little bit to enjoy here. And hopefully this is a drink, Zach, that we can sip throughout the program. That would enjoy. be nice, yeah. Wouldn't it? Like gentlemen. That's all right. Okay. Um, cheers. Gut check, yeah. To 20 more sales. Huh. Also not good. Also not good. Not good in a different way, though. <laughs> I wouldn't call this one full-on bad. I would just mm. say it's not, it's not a good drink. You know what this tastes like? Huh. When you're a kid... And by kid, I mean maybe even a young adult. You're traveling in a different culture for the first time. Okay. And you go to a restaurant, you order water, and they bring you back like the fizzy water. Uh-huh. Right? The water with gas, as they say in Europe. Okay. Um, and it tastes like this. It tastes like slightly off-tasting standard water just with fizz. Let me suggest that even though this is liquid mm-hmm. and is therefore wet, mm-hmm. when you drink it into your mouth... Yeah. Your mouth gets less wet inside. Yeah, right. right. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it has a. It's 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 like that fabric that wicks away moisture. <laughs> it actually like the biker shirts. Like the are biker made out shirts. Of, yeah. It's like drinking a biker shirt, <laughs> and it wicks the moisture <laughs> away from your mouth. Why didn't we get some guru to like cleanse the palate yes, of all this oy. crap? You know what? I really could use a gronk right now. Mm. We have to get a gronk. Oh my gosh, that's bad too, mm-hmm. dude. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I couldn't drink that. I'm going to finish this, but yeah, you know, 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, offer, I've never done this, this kind of just like blanket assessment. Okay. You know, not nuanced or anything. Okay. Two thumbs down on the Yerba Mate, I don't even care how it's pronounced, Guayacaki, Guayacaca. <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. I'm going to cut that out. Okay. Uh, Zach, it just wasn't a good drink. And it, it begs the question, we're business people, they're business people, how are they selling any of these? And how are they supposed to, like, unclear 20,000 acres of rainforest or whatever with this garbage? If, if, you're, if you're holding your breath about the rainforest, don't. <laughs> Take a breath. Take Trust a breath. Me. Yeah, yeah. Take a it's, couple. It's not going to be this stuff that clears the rainforest. <laughs> I think that the clearing of the rainforest is oh, what they're yeah. trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be this stuff that saves the Actually, rain. This might, Freudian slip. This might this accidentally might make it worse. clear the rainforest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, where do they get the yerba mate root stuff? I mean, isn't that from the rainforest? Dude, yeah, stuff? ironically, they have to harvest that from the rainforest. Yeah, I think you, you should just leave the rest of the forest alone, guys. It, mm. It'll be okay, but... Mm. Yeah, grapefruit ginger. Wow. You, get, you know, speaking of going old school, yeah, uh, I feel the, the itch mm-hmm. to uh, push the button. Didn't we reach out to Chris Walken's people? Yeah, he's here. Okay. He's, here's the weird thing. Yeah. He's wearing some of my clothes. Okay. I, I told him to just sit he, in the back room. but He travels light. <laughs> um, he doesn't like to carry on or check a bag when he, when he travels. And yeah. he, oddly, he's sipping his own that he brought, Yerba Mate yeah. uh, beverage. Yeah. But let's uh, let's fire up the randomizer okay. and see what kind of tweet Chris might have for us okay. uh, this afternoon. This is going to be exciting. This is all a throwback episode. All right, Zach, I'm going uh, to welcome in our celebrity guest. Uh, folks, if you're new to the program, um, this is a, a bit where we fire up the randomizer and we read um, Deadpan, a Rachel Held Evans tweet... And the only ground rules for this section is that we can't uh, respond in any, way, in any yeah. way. No, 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 even nonverbal responses. Okay. Um, so basically, we're just staring at a wall. We're just staring at a wall. And, and what we've done, Zach, at times is that we brought in various celebrities to uh, to read these tweets. And I am, I'm thrilled to welcome into the studio, uh, just arrived from Hollywood, Mr. Christopher Walken. Chris, uh, thank you so much for being here. How was your trip? It's a terrible trip. Really? In what way? What was terrible uh, about it? flight attendant accused me of feeling the fabric of his skirts. I didn't do it. Wow. Uh, Okay, Chris, I'm going to... Bounce me to coach. (laughs) I'm going to get right into the content here, okay? Because we brought you in for a very specific purpose. Uh, It's a function that you filled on this program before. And uh, I'm excited to have you in to read uh, today's Rachel the Held Evans tweets. And I'm going to have you do a couple of these, okay? So I don't know if you're... If your agent ran that by you, that there might be two of the tweets, and I hate to spring it on you uh, here, just kind of impromptu in this way, but uh, if you're if you're up for it, we would love to have you read two of them. We'll do it. Wow! <laughs> Bring on the tweets. All right, so let's fire up the randomizer, and Chris, you have the floor. Rachel Held Evans, I've always had a lot of admiration for Valerie Jarrett. I'm, I'm not laughing at you or what you just read. I just want to be clear about that. Okay, there was something funny happening outside the window. I'll break your head wide open. You're <laughs> laughing at me. No, you know what? I don't think we have to use hurtful language like that. Um, Chris, why don't you read us the next tweet, okay? Beep, beep, beep. Wow. Ah, 
Rachel. Held Evans. Love to all my friends. Wild Goose. <laughs> Home with the baby. Thinking of y'all this weekend. I'm, I'm not laughing about that. Oh, yeah. Chris, have you? Chris, it sounds like you. You have you been to the Wild Goose? Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. I've drank Wild Goose. I I, I think the brand you're thinking of is Grey Goose. <sighs> you're talking to me all wrong. You'll wake up one day. I'll be in your bedroom, just <laughs> sitting, smoking, watching you sleep. Zach, can you maybe? Uh, You'll wonder, what's this guy doing here? Why is he holding a knife? Why is he smiling like that? It's too late. Too late for you. Too late for you. Zach, if you had to describe in a sentence or two uh, what the Wild Goose Festival is for Mr. Walken, how would you, how would you describe it? And then, and then we'll ask Christopher Walken if that's something that he would like to go to or not. Just a simple yes or no. It, it seems to me that the Wild Goose Festival is is basically the really, really kind of like 19th century Protestant liberal version of, yeah. of like, the Gospel Coalition, right? Okay. Like the answer to the Gospel Coalition. Yeah, just on the other side of the continuum, as it were. So describe, like, maybe a little bit about the aesthetic of, of what Chris could expect there. Now, I've never been there. Right. This, this is probably purely out of ignorance, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, it shows, it shows my stereotypes. But I would expect okay. white guy dreads. Sure. You're going to see a lot of that there. In fact, white guy everything. White, white guy white everything. People everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of, like, uh, discussion of, uh, you know, our struggle. Yeah. Um, but not really the white guy struggle. Mm-hmm. More like mm-hmm. kind of like co-opting other struggles. Uh, and maybe... Um, what, about, she, what about this phenomenon? What about white guys claiming to be, like, proud feminists... Are you going to see that at Wild Goose? You're going to see that. That will be. What, what do you think about that? Uh, I've got no beef with it whatsoever. Really? I feel like. Don't 80, you feel like it's just a ploy for like? I was, I was just about to say eighty percent of them are disingenuous. But if it's somebody's real thing, their they're real trying passion, to get like just cute like liberal girls to to make out with them yes. or whatever. If, yeah. if if you're if you're like literally not trolling with this, mm-hmm. go for it. I don't, I don't even want to make fun of it. Mm. But most of the guys. I mean, I, I feel like like the the secular world, and that's a phrase I hate, sure. is already making fun of this. Okay. Like like the idea of like yeah, one of my favorite podcasters made fun of it, which is why I brought it up. L- look yeah. at all the Indigo Girls in my CD collection. Yeah, you know, I'm one of you. So aren't I? You know, really, really uh, open minded. Look how open minded and sensitive I am. Shall we make out? You yeah, know, that yeah, seems yeah, kind of like yeah, the, the yeah. thing. Well, I don't want to ignore our celebrity guest here, Chris. Now, knowing what you know about the Wild Goose Festival, would you be inclined to go, yes or no? And, and, and let me be clear, there's camping involved. So you would have to live in a, like a yurt for a few days. I'm a deer hunter living in a yurt. <laughs> wow, no big deal for me. I'll be there with bells on. Okay. Why? Simple. Brian McLaren owes me... T- <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm sorry. Something, something funny happened in the studio. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. No, this is fascinating Go about ahead. Brian McLaren. Yeah, I mean, what, I can see you're getting a little emotional about McLaren. Owes me 40 bucks. <laughs> 40 bucks? Wow, I'd love to know the story behind that. 
It's not important. What's important is you owe me money. You give me my money. Folks, there you have it. Christopher Walken is in for Wild Goose Fest, and Brian McLaren owes him 40 bucks. So, McLaren, if you're listening, um, do your best to pay back Christopher Walken, or else it's not going to be nice for you uh, <laughs> at next year's Wild Goose Fest. And now we have, to, we have to get one of our interns to drive Chris back to the airport. Um, Chris, always a pleasure. Uh, to have you here in the studio, and we, we hope to do this again soon. Zach, we got a couple more items of business to attend to, and man, it's always good. It's always refreshing to have Chris Walken in studio. Yeah, yeah. He you sounds, know? even though he sounds less like Chris Walken, I feel, than like he ever had. You know? Yeah. Like, well, but, it's interesting, and far be it from us to critique you know, what Chris Walken actually sounds like himself. Right, because it was him, and we saw him, and it was definitely him, but yeah. it almost seemed like at times it was like he, he, he was Regis Philbin, mm-hmm. and at other times he was William Shatner. Like Regis Philbin doing William Shatner doing Chris Walken. Chris Walken. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like, like yeah. Yeah, kind of like it almost seemed like he was having an off day doing his own voice. Exactly. Well, nevertheless, um, we got a couple more items of business to attend to here. Um, one of which is you are doing some renovations in your sunroom, which is why we're not on the settee, which mm-hmm. is why our thighs aren't touching. Settee has been sold in order to fund some of the renovations. Okay, so now talk about that room and talk about the naming rights to that room okay. in particular. Well, it began, of course, as the most feminine room in the house. Absolutely. The, the, Lots of wicker. Yeah, white yeah. wicker everywhere mm-hmm. with little cushions, cushions tied to the wicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the walls were Lashed like kind of a, a fruity green, mm-hmm. would you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... It, let's see. The the chandelier was yeah. uh, a like floral chandelier, very floral, very elaborate. Looked like actual flowers. Yeah. Um. And and then my it was my wife's idea to redo it and make it into like a dope smoking lounge. Unbelievable. Now she brought this to you just out of the blue. Yeah. My, you didn't have to lobby for this at all. She likes changing things in the house. Okay. And so I think she knew I would be immediately on board. And there would be no like lobbying involved. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So that we'd be on the same page. Uh, and, and she thinks it'll be money, too. So uh, It will be money. It will be. And it, okay. Ted seems to have remembered that we were going to uh, do a cigar review as well. Going back to our roots as a program, Zach. And uh, we are out here in the, uh, in the to-be-named sunroom. Um, why don't you talk about that while we get our cigars ready? Talk about the, the, naming, uh, the naming rights, as it were, the naming process uh, okay. here in this space. So since we're no longer at the card table, we're out in the sunroom... It's kind of um, like a remote, remote yeah, broadcast. It's from, from the Nakatomi wing. That's right. Uh, Nak- maybe that's an option. The Nakatomi sunroom. You could call it the Nakatomi sunroom. I like it. Uh, because what we've done is we've taken uh, some, some dark brownish gray that was picked out mm-hmm. very, very carefully. Like paint chips ad nauseum involved. Mm. Um, and that's covering the walls. we got kind of a greenish gray on the beadboard ceiling now. we got an antique uh, mid-century... Um, Light here mm-hmm. instead of the uh, very feminine lamp, uh, and we're, we've got this uh, laminate flooring that looks like dark wood. The the uh, six inch wide uh, slats, yeah, and so maybe it looks beautiful out here. It, well, we're we're kind of mid. It's in process. Yeah, so it's kind of mid mid uh, renovation. But mm-hmm. the the question is, uh, well, we're going to put up things on the walls that match. You know, we've got these leather chairs we're in, or these faux leather chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to have uh, some things up on the walls that match the aesthetic of this cigar lounge. And one of the options was to have made one of these, like, antique-looking signs okay. that says such-and-such such smoke lounge, you know, established uh-huh. 2016 or whatever. So the question is, what should it be called? Yeah, Wow. Um, now, do you want do you want the listeners to weigh in on that, or do you want me to weigh in? Both, or? please. I like Nakatomi Smoking Lounge, 
established 2016. I'm your white knight. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just spitballing, but um, yeah, I think the Nakatomi building is a is for us a very special space. Very pla- yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot very of, important. A lot space. of important first. There. A lot of important. A lot of important <laughs> memories there. And by memories, let me be clear: this is a fictional place that neither of us have ever been to. Um, still very important though to to our company and to our ethos as a company. Uh huh. Yeah, the first time that I was uh, literally. Dragged out of a room by terrorists. Yeah, um, it was there. It was there. Which uh, is so funny because that's the same I for me. Accidentally missed some. Yeah, if you will, <laughs> missed some. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Anything else come to mind? I mean, you're a creative guy. You, you you're good at the first time my friend Harry Ellis negotiated with terrorists. <laughs> so I see you're still you're still listening to the first. Yeah, yeah, I'm still listening to the first. <laughs> The first time that my first time I my, wasn't done with that joke. The yeah. first time my friend Harry Ellis uh, was failed at negotiating with, parents, with terrorists and was actually murdered. Yeah. by a shot to the head. Exactly. While drinking a coke. Yeah, yeah, that was there. The first time my friend Harry Ellis flirted with my wife and then got shot in the head by terrorists. And it was you, also there. You never forget your first time that your friend Harry Ellis flirted <laughs> with your wife and then got shot in the head by terrorists. Invited my wife over for brie, a baked brie and a roaring fire on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which, to be fair, and all, all other issues aside, actually does sound really nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd prefer that to a lot of, you know, scenarios. Um, uh, but you know what would be even better than that? What? Killing the terrorists one at a time. That's true. In, in a very dramatic way, but in a very satisfying way. Now, I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> all right, so so does anything else come to mind? Or, or are you still have more firsts from... I don't have more firsts. I'm sure if you gave me a few minutes, I could think... Think of some other Nakitomi memories. Feel but free to just pop them in as they come up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll feel I'll feel the freedom to do that. Um, That's the sound of me cutting a uh, the Edge A10 Rocky Patel. Yeah. Uh, these are barber poles. They got the the uh, Connecticut with the um, Maduro, mm-hmm. and and honestly, these are great. Now, somebody. Now I like what you did there with the description because Hans. Booby. <laughs> This is radio, not television. First time my friend Harry Ellis said Hans, Hans Booby. This is radio, not television. <laughs> it was at Nakatomi. But I, I know somebody who, who confused the Rocky Patel The Edge yeah. with the cigar where they make the uh, the band that goes on the edge out of a smokable leaf okay. and print on it okay. and tried to smoke the band. Oh, no. On the, oh, no. Which, of course, smells like burning glue. Burning glue and paper? <laughs> glue yeah. paper. And yeah. ink? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So don't do that. Take that one off. You've yeah. already ta- you've already I've already it taken off. it off. Yeah. Already. Uh, we're gonna like this. I do a little cigar review. Maybe this is just like the old days. The way that we're that we're reviewing cigars here. You've got several lighters out here, and I brought another lighter. I don't think any of them work. I okay. think they're all empty. Now, Ted. Now let me let me suggest something. Mm-hmm. And I think you're probably gonna push back on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but worst thing you can say is no. Um, best thing you can say is yes. This Middle is a, of the road is kind of like, <laughs> let me think about it. This is a safe place to push back and to disagree. Okay. Open dialogue. What about mm-hmm. if you don't go back to Tennessee? <laughs> we can have these smokes all mm-hmm. the time. You can help lay this floor, okay. which would be helpful because I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me be clear. I have no idea what I'm doing either. So it would be fun. Of all the people that you could get to help you lay the floor, I would probably be the worst of those people. Um, it, let me say Forget this. Forget the floor. That's out. Let me say this. It would be fun. Um, but but all kidding aside, I love my job in Tennessee. Um, and and I'm, I'm eager to get back there, but I'm eager to enjoy this moment. And I don't don't wanna, say yes or no now. I'm not going to say yes or no now. I'm going to think about it. 
Okay, I'm gonna think about it. And if you'll recall, when I laid out the options, that one was the middle, mm-hmm. the middle badness, middle. I'm gonna middle choose line. the middle option. All yeah. right. First time I made fists with my toes. That's right. Yeah. Nakatomi, Nakatomi building. Yeah. yeah. First time I had an argument with my wife about her not taking my last name when she got her huge corporate job, which she found out from a cute toy. Yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, I noticed how you worked that into your sermon today. <laughs> you had a little cute toy reference in your sermon. I loved it. Um, gosh, baby, so many memories. And I think you're going to have a real Nakatomi aesthetic out here, you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to kind of keep away from the, like, mm-hmm. 80s kind of, like, like beige carpet track lighting vibe that they had going on in the Nakatomi building. After you get this space completed... Are you going to weep because you have no more worlds to conquer? <laughs> Benefits. Benefits of a classical education. <laughs> oh my gosh. First time I shot... Uh, t- 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 I, almost said, I almost said Tadashi. No, I didn't shoot the rapper Tadashi. He's a good no. man. The first time I shot uh, Takagi. Joseph Takagi. Joseph yeah. Takagi. Yeah. Uh, because he wouldn't give me the security codes. Right. Which you insisted that you could that you didn't need anyway. Right, yeah. Why would they kill that guy? Why would they yeah, just exactly. like, send like, him back to the group? Like, right, yeah. Just he, send him back to the group. He's harmless. It didn't you know? intimidate anyone that they killed that guy because nobody saw no, it. There was nobody supposed to see it. Yeah. Besides them. <laughs> what do you yeah. think about this cigar, man? I like it, baby. Um, yeah, in true sort of barber pole fashion. I mean, it's sort of... You, you get you get uh, draws of mildness interspersed with, with draws of a more kind of robust... Uh, flavor. It's it's interesting. And of course, I mean, just a little bit of the flavor is coming from the wrapper. Mm-hmm. But they this is a long fill, and and Rocky Patel, uh, they can be all over the map. They really can. They they can. This is good, dude. What's the what, what's the deal with Rocky Patel? I mean, is that this feels like perhaps to me one of these you know kind of small handmade companies that's gone corporate? Is that is that true? Uh, from what I understand, they they're kind of uh, looked down upon. Because okay. they will just sell their stuff to anyone, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Tim mm-hmm. won't carry them at Timothy's Fine oh, Cigars in Bay City. Which it's, is kind of our house uh, smoke shop, if yeah, you will. They're a, the a constant sponsor. Timothy's is a constant sponsor, a constant supporter and friend of the program. Um, we hope to get to Timothy's real soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he won't sell them, and, and kind of the idea is that uh, they're too corporate. Okay. You know, they, they don't have any standards. That was my sense. That was my sense. Now, why don't you describe for me, since we didn't really do this at length in the Christian Gentleman Smoking Companion, mm-hmm. the store where we got these and where we tend to go if we just need to run and grab a cigar while yeah. in the, the uh, boxing glove shape state. Think about, if you will, the aesthetics of a gas station. <laughs> and think about how sad you feel when you have to go inside of certain gas stations to conduct business. <laughs> Like, maybe you want a soda or you want, uh, you know, a little something that you have to go in to get at a gas station. That's the feeling that I get. Although, imagine that gas station if they also sold, like, bongs and, like, <laughs> vaping accessories. And But they had a humidor, right? Uh-huh. So it's that's a re- walk-in humidor that's actually fairly well-stocked. It's redeemed a little bit by the well-stocked walk-in humidor. Although, uh-huh. um, there's a greasy little guy. And it's a different greasy little guy. But there's always a greasy little guy that follows you into the humidor and sort of hovers around. Because he's been told you have to do that because we are afraid that the people he's who buy the bongs might, might steal some steal products. The, yeah. Yeah, might steal some cigars. Now, let me just throw out a scenario that happened, let's say, yesterday. Okay. Uh, Ted and I went in uh, to this sad store. Yep. It's a chain shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they're trying, we'll just, we won't say their name, but they are trying to kind of evoke the idea of... The wild old west, and they're failing at that. 
Yeah. Let's be clear. When you walk in, uh, okay. one little sign that, that uh, welcomes you a different corner of the store mm-hmm. says High Noon. Mm. Uh, and I believe that's because they sell bongs yeah. and that sort of thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really sad, and you're like around a lot of people wasting a lot of life. Yes. Which is a sad thing to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like going there. So you weren't happy, and you, your countenance, describe your countenance yesterday. I would say I was frowning, okay. but not like not intentionally. Mm-hmm. It was it was an un, it was a it was a uh, involuntary frown. There was just kind of a deep, heavy, pervasive sadness to the whole to the whole exercise for you yesterday. Even though I had just gotten to town, even though there's we were of a happy, yeah. feel, we were happy. We but, knew we had to get through that, but we went inside the shop purely to get the to get the cigars. And when we got in, we went into the humidor. The guy followed us in. We ignored him. Yeah, he said, "You know what you want." We said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. We quickly picked we, out... We weren't unkind. We weren't unkind. We were but just... We were what I would call, Zach, perfunctory. There you I, go. Perfect word. We were perfunctory. Perfunct. So, we grabbed the things. We're like, hey, we got out. We're in line. Mm-hmm. And we look up on the uh, the glass counter. Mm-hmm. And there are not one, mm-hmm. not two, not three, mm-hmm. not four, okay. not six, yeah. five bongs. <laughs> one of them, particularly large, is being kind of... Like the size of your son Calvin, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's being shined up in the way that like certain men of a certain age like pull their Corvette Stingray out into the out into <laughs> yes. the driveway on a sunny day, you know? And they're they're they kind of have leathery skin because they've been outside at car shows and they it's contrasted against their white hair and yeah. they're gently shining up their Corvette Stingray. Only that fills me with nothing but warmth. To that think fills of that. me with yeah. warmth. That makes me happy to be an American. Yes, you know? yes. Yes. This though, it's a different feeling. This makes me like really sad. She yeah. she was polishing the the woman behind the counter, young lady. I, I would guess I, I would have thought she was a teenager if she wasn't working there. Mm. Um, maybe she was. Maybe she yeah. was eighteen, nineteen. She was she was she was polishing. This maybe she large was. Bong. Maybe she wasn't. Certain people are teenagers. Certain people are. <laughs> <laughs> certain people strike me as teens. So so I I walk up and I try not to look at or acknowledge the bongs as do you. Sure. Yeah. We're uh, just playing it straight. We just want to transact business. We want to give you some money. We want to take our cigars and go and be on our way. She looks up, does a quick inventory of the two of us. Yeah. And immediately decides we're the kind of guys who care about the we want size to talk of about bongs. Yes. Yeah. And she says, this is a 40-inch piece. Mm-hmm. Piece. She's using the, like, vernacular. The lingo. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> the jargon, if you will. The jingo. Yeah, yeah. So she says, uh, this, and, and, and you, Ted, being mm-hmm. the overly polite guy that you are. Very polite guy. Said like, oh, okay, in a way that showed a, just a touch of interest, but not enough. Yeah. Mind you, you did it well, so there was not yeah. enough to draw her into further conversation. Right, right, right. So we thought. Like, I'm acknowledging that you've said something to me. I'm being kind of friendly about it, but I'm not inviting further like, dialogue. Ah, a human with a soul. Yeah, like, I'll be darned. You know? <laughs> I'll be darned, yes. Yeah, yeah. And she says, but it's a big deal that I got my boss to buy this one since mm-hmm. we just spent $400 on a 50-inch piece. Okay, so more kind of insider talk vis-a-vis the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> At which point I pushed the cigars ever closer to her, meaning mm-hmm. let's transact this business yeah. so we can Subtext, get the expletive can we, can we focus out of here. on the cigars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she takes them, rings mm-hmm. them up, looks at me and says what, Ted? She says, would it kill you to smile a little bit? Would it kill you to smile? Yeah. And uh, I think you sensed that I was about to take this in kind of a snarky direction. Yeah, the silence was was deafening. There was a there were several pregnant moments <laughs> in which I didn't smile. In actually. which you didn't smile. In which you also didn't say anything. <laughs> and in which I I stood there, sort of 
you know, mentally <laughs> sussing out what direction I was going to take this rhetorically. And, right? and so you saved the day by saying what? I said. You kind of grabbed my shoulder. And I kind of grabbed squeeze. my shoulder. I gave you like an old buddy squeeze. I said, you know what? I've been thinking the same thing all day. This guy's been frowning all day long. He's been glum since the moment I saw him. And then that made me laugh. Which wasn't exactly true. No. And it was intended to make you laugh. Yeah, yeah. It was intended. What I wanted to do there was raise your spirits with my words. (laughs) With what I was saying about you and your countenance. But then when we got outside, Mm -hmm. you kind of perfectly sussed out the situation where you said, what made me, it made me sad to see all the bongs and like the vaping flavors and all this nonsense. Which is a quantifiably sad thing. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. But what made me most sad yeah. is that that lady looked at us and assumed and that we wanted, that to, we wanted hear to know about the bombs. Now, can I ask you a question and you can be honest with me? Do you think it was my long hair? I don't think she could see your long hair. Wasn't it kind of gathered behind you? It might have been gathered. It might not have been gathered at that point. I don't know. Because Ted is actually rocking the man bun at the moment. I am, as we um, sit here. And, and I wouldn't be able to tell from a head-on... It yeah. might have been the, I don't know, it might have been the long hair and the fact that you're wearing the hipster glasses and we're mm-hmm. near uh, a university, sure. and, and I'm sure at Union University, the profs aren't mostly into bongs. No. But at Not MSU, maybe like the kind of hipster... Yeah, yeah. English profs. profs. Yeah, yeah. You maybe know? they're yeah. like, hey, hey, class, I got a new bong. You can come over and see it tonight if you'd like. I'm they're having a mixer. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Write a paper about it. Right, right, right. I don't know. Far be it from me. A, a reader hermeneutic of the new piece. Yeah. <laughs> so so that happened. It did happen, Zach. But these cigars are actually killer. These I like cigars this. are very good, so I'm glad we went in there. I'm glad we endured all that uh, to get to where we are now. Which is sitting in these full leather chairs in a half-redone sunroom mm-hmm. with, the, with the only possible name so far of... Second, no. the Nakatomi Smoke Lounge? The Nakatomi Smoking Lounge. Or the Nakatomi Smoking Room. Nakatomi Smoking Room, established 2016. I'm your, I'm white, your white knight. knight. Hans Booby, I'm your white knight? Hans I'm your white knight. In, in like script at the bottom. Hans Booby, I'm your white knight. In quotes and script. Uh, dash. Um, <laughs> Harry Ellis. Right? Because yeah. we got to attribute the quote to Harry Ellis. Dash. Harry Ellis. Uh, 1959 <laughs> to 1986. <laughs> right. God rest his soul. <laughs> Now, could you, I don't know if this is even a product that's available to buy, but could you get a Harry Ellis kind of handsomely framed photo? Uh, could you get a handsomely framed Harry Ellis photo for the space here? I'm sure I could. Yeah? I, I'd like you to do that, because I think the bearded Ellis, his visage, his kind of, you know, uh, sneer, um, I, I think it would really add to the aesthetic out here. Hart Bachner. Hart Bachner. Wasn't that his name? Yeah, a very successful actor. Yeah, we looked this yeah. gentleman up. He's we, done we had a whole app. So, so, uh, so far we've got the Nakatomi Smoking Room. If you have a suggestion... Hit us up on Twitter. Yes, at Gut Check Pod. And make sure, even though it has nothing to do with it, well, it kind of does. I want you to hashtag it and hashtag everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Get Ted on Twitter. Hashtag Get Ted on Twitter. Uh, and that will... Uh, we're up to about 126 of these. Is that right? We, we get to 500. Ted... Has made promises and then tried to back off from them. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to get on Twitter at the 500th. It's going to happen. I think he's going to be happy he did mm. uh, because you know people are often trying to tag him. They'll put mm-hmm. at Ted Cluck, which isn't a thing, so it doesn't even hyper. Or won't they put like at Fake Ted Cluck? Yeah, which is a thing that somebody started on Twitter. What I will often and by do, somebody I mean Stephen Altrogi or Frank Turk. <laughs> I I always put uh, real. At fake Ted Cluck. That's how I. That's how I okay. tag you in yeah, things. Yeah. Nice. All right. So let's let's move on to one more bit of business before Literacy Week. Yeah. 
which is uh, another reference to slash a reading from our wildly successful yeah. book, The Gut Check Guide to Publishing, for which we are trying to stir up some interest. We are. And you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to get all 19 people who bought this book, 20 if you count me, because I did buy it from Amazon. I'd like to get all of them in this room smoking a cigar together. Just like a reunion. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's plenty of room in here for the Plenty of room the in here. Yeah. They would all have some elbow room. They could all know? help lay the floor. They'd all be comfortable. They could lay the floor. If you've done any general contracting and you're interested in... Uh, in helping with the Nakatomi smoking room. If you were involved in the uh, kind of overhaul of the upper floors of the actual Nakatomi building in the mid-80s, mm-hmm. uh, you were one of the guys who kind of ran the saw. Yeah. Uh, well, then... Or, or if you were one of the people who had to, like, lay the... Or put in the, the new glass for yeah. the glass that was that was shot. Yeah, exactly. Now, Zach, we're going to do a reading from this book. We're going to read one, one or two kind of funny things and then one or two sort of serious and useful things. Because in true gut check fashion... Um, this book is an entertainment piece, but it's also very helpful uh, for anybody who wants to have a career in writing or publishing. I feel um, like this book kind of we, we intentionally followed the the template from the wildly non non sarcastically successful uh, Christian Gentleman Smoking Companion, mm-hmm. where we went back and forth between funny haha pieces to read mm-hmm. and then actual like information and instruction. This were a little heavier on the instruction. Yeah. Um, Interspersed with a little haha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. So you and I are both publishing veterans. Uh, we both dealt with a lot of editors. So what we did here, um, we created a character, a persona, if you will, called Smug Veteran Editor. And Smug Veteran Editor has been in the business a long time. He or she uh, has, has worked with a lot of books, commented on a lot of books, and so now can't turn off the constant editing. Now can't turn off the constant editing. So what we've done, uh, we've gotten access into the vault of Smug Veteran Editor, and we've gotten some of his, her comments <laughs> on some classic works uh, and also some social situations. So I'm just going to read you a couple of these. They're short. Um, so the first book that we've got comments on here, uh, this one's called Infinite Jest uh, by my favorite author, David Foster Wallace, kind of the great American postmodern novel. Very long work. Uh, This is Smug Veteran Editor's Feedback. It's very short. Um, Cut by 950 pages, and we're there. This is really a self-help book about addiction. No. (laughs) (laughs) So so what Smug Editor's done is missed the whole point. Missed the whole point of Infinite Jest. And then made some sweeping suggestions. Sweeping suggestion, cut it by 950 pages, which would render the book then about uh, 150 to 200 pages long. Well, that's more saleable. Yeah, Yeah, it's more saleable. Yeah. Better margin for the publisher on that. Right, yeah, they don't have to buy all that paper. All that pesky paper. All right, let's talk about uh, a book A book that we're all familiar with called Moby Dick uh, by Herman Melville. This is Smug Veteran Editor's comments on Moby Dick. Um, I can't believe in this day and age, or any for that matter, a book about whaling would be socially accepted. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the idea that man would hunt an animal with the express purpose of using that animal to provide food, <laughs> fuel, sustenance, and income for many, is just short-sighted, ridiculous, and cruel. Oh. You know? I like all the stuff with the boat sort of driving around, but you lose <laughs> me at the whale killing. You're better than this, Herman. Revise. Revise. <laughs> so so that, this is reading long-since-published works mm-hmm. of long-dead authors, but mm-hmm. still not being able to resist editing. The urge to edit. Making yeah. notes. Now, now, how does that spill into, say, family life? Yeah, so we've got a situation here. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. It's a holiday that we're all familiar with. It involves a lot of family, a lot of people getting together around the table. Uh, and this is Smug Veteran Editor's feedback on Thanksgiving. Her, her, his or her notes, if you will. Uh-huh. Characters were loud, abrasive, and overly opinionated. 
The setting and situation seem contrived to create an emotional reaction that never really got there for me, but admittedly <laughs> and frustratingly seemed to work for everyone else. <laughs> what am I not seeing? What would have been better is if your main character had just spent his day alone ordering a pizza and watching Netflix in a completely quiet house with no kids and no holiday-mandated conversations. <laughs> so uh, that one provided, I think, a little insight into the, into the world of Smug Veteran Editor and, and, and what his or her needs are. All right, one more, Zach. Uh, this is Smug Veteran Editor's comments about Smug Veteran Editor's significant other. Okay. So locations here are various, uh, but mostly an olive garden and a strip mall. <laughs> so this is a site of a date with Smug Veteran Editor's uh, significant other. Here's the comment. Really awkward in spots, and the moments of charm are few and far between. <laughs> if significant changes aren't made, I'm not sure we can move forward with this, as I have real concerns about viability. <laughs> Character doesn't really change, and I'm left asking, who cares? <laughs> also, and this is poignant, he didn't pay and the pasta was too chewy. Oh, yeah. Oh. So really some practical helps and some bigger picture kind of, uh, you know, a flyover, if you will, of the whole work. Now, now that sort of makes me feel uh, like it's a, a rather large burden to be mm -hmm. a smug veteran editor. I like, think it is. If, yeah. if you can't turn it off, a lot of responsibility. You're seeing everything you're seeing, everything that's flying at you in life is uh, is sort of fair game for comment, as it were. So this is cut in with uh, suggestions of how to approach different book projects and a list of all we learned from both our soaring successes. And our abject failures, ironically to which at this point, and the, and the story's not over. Not over. We could probably have this book, but I don't know what we've learned here. It's the frustrating thing. No, I know, thing. I know, yeah. Um, in addition to that, we also kind of go through the history of the company and how Gut Check uh, has been able to kind of set itself apart from the 10,000 other uh, different little fledgling indie publishers, indie publishers in the kind of similar space mm -hmm. um, where we're coming from and, and uh, how we, we were, you know, like, for example, uh, when there was an article in uh, Christian Retail, they were talking about the uh, Christian Retailing Magazine. They were yeah, talking yeah. about the rise of the indie press. Didn't they write about us? Yeah, yeah. They, they mentioned us and two others as uh, kind of a few companies that had, had stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. uh, hadn't kind of just appeared, put out a couple books, disappeared. Yeah. Um, nothing really came of it. Uh, so this is a this is a work I think is going to be a late start the slow slow burn slow slow burner but it will take twenty years <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course what's great about this is there's there's humor pieces also by some other folks and helpful pieces by some other folks we got Cliff Graham New York Times bestselling author and friend of the program um, literally just his kind of magnetism should have brought in about 10,000 sales animal magnetism animal magnetism that he's mm -hmm. like drawn from the animals he's That's slain right. Uh, Church curmudgeon does that. He kills a, animals and he drinks their magnetism. <laughs> well, somebody's somebody's riding a crotch rocket out there. They should probably mm -hmm. also be smoking a uh, acid, acid cigar. Acid cigar, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank Turk, our boy Frank Turk, who's at VBS right now and wow. is not able to, yeah. to Skype in with us. Uh, Chaz Marriott does the forward. My At wife's Chaz got yeah. my, my wife, who's got tons of publishing experience. So buy the book if you have. Here's the thing. Don't call Ted or email yeah. Ted or email me, which a lot of people are doing, asking about advice about writing yeah. until you've bought the book. Buy the book and don't even think about emailing us. 
Although, email us if you want to fawn about something that we've already done. Let me be clear. <laughs> we like that. Okay? Um, buy the book. It's not that expensive. Zach, what does that retail for? I'm... The back says twelve ninety five. The publisher's retail price, after many high level meetings and spreadsheets and charts, chart flipping, we settled on twelve ninety five. On Amazon, it's actually what? It's the sound of Zach checking Amazon in the studio. It doesn't autofill, dude. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Even after the gut check guide to puh. <laughs> There's some other books that start with that. <laughs> so. Amazon has seen fit to uh, lower the price to twelve ninety five. Okay, so it's 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 so, right there. So it's just consistent. Now, granted, this book has been out six months, mm-hmm. but we're suggesting it hasn't quite found its its uh, following yet. Are we suggesting that it's maybe been a soft release? <laughs> We've done a soft release of the book, uh, a soft open, as it were. Now, let me ask you this: Has there yeah. ever been a book mm-hmm. where we have? Uh, put it out, people didn't notice it, didn't buy it, and then they kind of came back around and did. Mm. I don't know, has there? I don't think so. Okay. There have been books where... I didn't know if that was a rhetorical question, like you were baiting me and kind of toying with me rhetorically. I I, I just can't think of one. I can't either. Yeah. Um, But there has been books where we thought they weren't selling at all. Yeah. And then we ran the number, like like Beauty and the Mark of the Beast. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, we made a ton of money on that. That's been a nice slow burner. Uh, Well, you can't get that one anymore. It became re-raptured. That one's also sold quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, This one was the opposite of that. It was, in that we ran the numbers six months later and discovered that we'd... Hardly sold any copies of the book. <laughs> All right, then. So, uh, buy the book. Zach, let's talk about giving back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> buying the book. Here's the thing about talking about buying the book. Talking about buying the book, I feel like, is manifestly. It's all about me. Yeah. Me, me, yeah. me. What you can do for me. Make me rich. Make it so I can go to the sad cigar shop and buy more uh, Rocky Patel uh-huh. cigars. Um, I want to talk about uh, giving back. Um, because this company is not just about taking. We're not just a big corporate Nakatomi-esque enterprise like Mr. Takagi in his tailored suits. And uh, We're more like the Asian Dawn. Yeah, we're like Asian Dawn. <laughs> I read about it <laughs> in Time Magazine. First time I read Time Magazine. Yeah, Nakatomi right. Building. Nakatomi Building, that's right. Baby, you know what? I wish I could open a, a Chinese restaurant and, and buy a Chinese restaurant only so that I could call it Asian Dawn? <laughs> you know how Carl kind of says it with a question mark right, at the end? Right, right, I'd put the question mark on the sign. <laughs> and then underneath, in, in like as a featured, script, it yeah. was as featured in Time Magazine. Oh, I love it, baby. Let's do that. Maybe as a company, we can we can do a hostile takeover of a Chinese restaurant. That should be our other revenue stream. <laughs> or a passive-aggressive takeover. Or a passive-aggressive takeover. So we'll just pick a Chinese restaurant at random to start talking about passive-aggressively on the air. <laughs> and eventually they'll give it to us. And like, you should give it to us. <laughs> I can give them to you. A year and a half later, they'll give us. They'll give us <laughs> the Chinese restaurant, which we would then promptly run into the ground <laughs> because we know nothing about the restaurant business. People would eat there. Actually, nineteen. <laughs> right, because because one of the twenty, I eat there every day. You know, I would never eat there. Yeah, I would never, I never eat there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we want to give back, and we want to give back uh, in a in a very specific way. Not monetarily, right? No, per se. Heavens no. It's <laughs> no. Um, what we want to do is replant some rainforest. We want to replant rainforest, and 
uh, we want to give back by reading our own words into this microphone in a way that that really and primarily entertains us. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear in saying that we're entertained by that, but but we really and sincerely hope that you're also entertained by it. Okay, as uh, Gut Check Literacy Month begins to come to uh, a close, actually kind of building more to a climax, if you will. I will. Um, we just had a, a tremendous, last week, a tremendous action-packed chapter where someone's head exploded. Yeah. Uh, and somebody was riding a motorcycle in the rain. Nothing says action like someone's head exploding. Yes, yes. Especially when somebody else is just a little bit relieved that an awkward conversation has been avoided. Yeah. So uh, now uh, without... Uh, and so now let's uh, let's continue forward and see what will happen next to these crazy kids in uh, the <laughs> moody Lifeway Kilometer High Excellence in Podcasting Stadium. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like what you did there. <laughs> All right, Chapter 24. Singing in the rain. Emma's high-pitched screams rent the airspace around Alex's ears. She frantically runs in place, shaking out her (laughs) bloody arms and fingers and staring at the spot where Misty's head used to be. And (laughs) and when Misty's decapitated body lurches forward and connects with the concrete, a sickening slump takes the place of the screaming for a moment. But just a moment. Emma starts to hyperventilate, her eyes wildly searching the parking lot for someone, anyone, to take control of the situation. Alex senses they will land on him and Kate in seconds, and spins around, tugging Kate back toward the door they just came through, his hands searching for the handle. But there isn't one. Exit only. Now, Ted, I I don't want to take people out of the narrative, but it just occurred to me that, like, she was handing the dispensational tract to, to her friends. Right. And, and she sensed that something was about to happen, uh-huh. and then her friend's head exploded with no like explanation. Yeah, that's that. Maybe in the sequel, that's gonna that's gonna yeah. come back around a little I think, bit. I think it might. Alex, help, Misty. She, 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 and then heavy breathing. Emma reaches for the bloodstained remains of the dispensational tract that Misty has been reading. She was about to see the light. More breathing, and then suddenly Emma's breath stops up in her throat. Satan did this. She wheezes. Kate looks at Alex, wide-eyed. She was the one with Strongbow's chip. Someone was trying to kill him, but they got Misty instead. Someone tried to kill Strongbow? Who, who would do that? Everyone likes him. No, Kate says in a low tone. Not everyone. Alex is trying to focus on the situation at hand, but he can't help but notice that Kate is even more attractive now with wet hair than she was <laughs> five minutes ago. Once again, this Old is Alex, something... Old Alex, man. Always, always... <laughs> Looking out for number one. These really dark ones yeah. invariably come from uh, my wife. Yeah. Uh, Lots going on there. <laughs> little droplets of rain rest on her long black eyelashes and drip from her earrings. I think I know who's trying to kill him, she says. We've got to get back in that stadium. Kate grabs his hand and pulls him toward the nearest entrance. He willingly goes with her as the rain combines with Misty's blood and creates oh. a rivulet advancing steadily to the nearest storm drain. Dark. Emma stands stoically now, face lifted to the sky, letting the rain wash bits oh. of Misty off of her skin and clothing. Oh, that's dark. And she begins to sing, I wish we'd all been ready, in a tremulous <laughs> voice that is about a half a step flat. Oh, that's funny. Holy cow. Funny and dark is what that is. <laughs> At Van Shrimpy's reminder of their vows and fears that faithful night at Rapture Club 25 years ago, Ironsides, Faustus, and Rabbi Pastor flinch. Sylvia does not. 
The men rack their brains to think of how Van Shrimpy could use this information against them at such a time as this. <laughs> Reverend Ironside, you told me long ago that your greatest fear was that your children would not follow in your footsteps and uphold the dispensational faith that your legacy would be broken. Ironside looks Van Shrimpy square in the face. Joke's on you, old man. Carol Ann is a faithful follower of dispensationalism, and she is in a safe place. Van Shrimpy's lips curl in a gleeful sneer. Oh, is she? <laughs> Suddenly, every screen behind Van Shrimpy's head cuts to an image of Carol Ann. I love his command of the technology in that room. Yes. It's masterful. And when all his yeah. fails, you just... Yeah, right. Gagged and bound to a chair in some dark, dank room. A menacing figure slowly circles the girl who, despite her dire situation, maintains excellent posture. <laughs> Ironside's breath catches in his throat. You wouldn't, he says. Just watch me, Van Trimpey replies. I think maybe you better lower your weapons, friends. I'm not going to hurt you, my friend. He's <laughs> a little Klaus. A little, a little Klaus, Klaus yeah. Ironside drops his gun immediately, but Sylvia and Faustus remain unmoved, still pointing theirs at Van Trimpey's head. Rabbi Pastor, relieved of his gun earlier by Ted Strongbow, looks back and forth between Ironsides and the others. Enraged, the flustered Pastor scrambles on the floor, retrieves his gun, and presses it against Sylvia's temple. Drop it, Sylvia. I will not risk Carol Ann's life, not even for the Tribulation Fellowship. <laughs> At this threat to his beloved Sylvia, Faustus turns on Ironsides, his face painted in shades of rage. <laughs> you better get that gun out of her face, Lewis, or I'll blow yours clean off, he spits. Don't get your boxers in a bunch, Reginald, Sylvia says coolly, her gaze never straying from Van Shrimpy's roomy eyes. I'm not worried about old Ironsides. I have a contingency plan of my own. Everyone's got a plan. Well, we all have plans. plans. We all have plans. Ted Strongbow, pants... Oh, pants. Pants. Yeah, Yeah, right. Because someone got pants pants a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ted Strongbow pants and feels like he is about to hurl. During the break, he has been willing his heart rate to return to normal and avoiding his teammates who are glaring at him and swearing. It's not his fault he's so amazing. He is God's gift to football, and it is his time now. When the second quarter begins, Strongbow trots through the gentle rain to the line of scrimmage, ready for whatever Van Shrimpy can throw his way. His disgruntled teammates hang back on the sidelines. Get out there, Coach Morrison demands. This isn't a one-man show. You get out there and back Strongbow up. Now! (laughs) The other players walk begrudgingly up to the line and take their places around Strongbow. But when the center snaps the ball back and a wall of angry, energized Chicago corruption defenders rushes for the quarterback, they hang back. Strongbow can take care of himself. Little does Strongbow know that Van Shrimpy is a little preoccupied down in sub-basement C. Strongbow waits for the video game-like moves to kick in, and while he waits, the corruption descends upon him. There's some symbolism yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Strongbow is hit by three at once, and his head whips forward from the force. As if in slow motion, he feels his body thrust back down onto the ground. He sees his feet for a moment, and then all is black as the entire team seems to pile on top of him. Strongbow feels a tearing sensation at the base of his neck and feels warm, sticky blood on his back. He can't breathe. Sounds assault his ears as though he were underwater. Whistles, screams, grunts, then nothing. At the very moment the words contingency plan leave Sylvia's lips, the screens behind Van Shrimpy go black. Ironsides lets out a howl. Patience, Lewis, Sylvia says. She'll be okay. Okay. 
At this, Van Trimpey finally turns back toward the screens. Light flickers on once more, and the only thing that can be seen is an unconscious man tied to the very chair that held <laughs> Carol Ann just moments before. Where is she? Ironsides demands. She's safe now, Sylvia says, which is more than I can say for you, Van Shrimpy. Van Shrimpy faces his foes once again and lets out a low, maniacal laugh. He switches the screens back to the various camera angles on the field. Always in command of the screens, Van Shrimpy. <laughs> screens are the most important Screens thing. are the most important thing here. The girl doesn't matter. My plan is still working. Strongbow is the second coming of the Messiah, and after I'm done with him, every eye will see as they are drawn to their televisions and their internets, and thus I will bring about the rapture single-handedly. And my reward for such a faithful act will be to rule with him on high. Van Shrimpy punctuates his last statement with a bony finger lifted dramatically to the air. You're forgetting, says Sylvia, that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. The one you think is the Messiah is the Antichrist. And you are a beast from hell, and I'm the third eagle of the apocalypse, and the co-prophet of the end times. Strongbow is finished, and so are you. Sylvia pulls the trigger, but the satisfying sound of a bullet entering flesh is not what she hears. Van Shrimpy has launched himself into the air and grabs a rafter as the bullet hits his titanium knee with a ping and ricochets through the room, finally burying itself in Faustus's chest, oh. thus bringing about the dwarf's biggest fear, which he whispered into Van Shrimpy. <laughs> into Van Shrimpy's <laughs> hairy ear that fateful night that Sylvia would break his hearts oh man and that's the end of the chapter of chapter 24 this has been gut check literacy month this has been the gut check podcast and we will see you next time